Hello. Yo. How are you? Good. Are you uh, keeping up with April the Giraffe? Um, a little bit. I'm not. I mean, is it like an ongoing thing? I thought is, is, is April the mother or is April the baby? The the baby's not named yet. They're they're raising money. You okay. have to donate money to vote for the name. And there's it's all like oh. shitty names. Yeah, I didn't know it was a saga. I mean, I saw some of the video, and that was all I needed to see. Did, did you see it? Head. Did you see the baby being born? I, I couldn't watch it. I, I saw a little bit of it, but I, I didn't want to see it because uh, I, I didn't want to see all the liquid um, come out of April. So I had to stop the video because I knew what was going to happen because you had mentioned it to me. So oh, I, I told you about it. Okay. So, so you knew going in because I, I was shocked. I mean, I know that liquid- I knew because of you because you, you you're the first person to. Tell me about it. I feel like you were watching this video before it really got popular. I don't know how you got it. I was watching it to you, and then you sent it to like the New York Times. But (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) I, um, I heard about it from you. Then after you mentioned it, then I started hearing about it everywhere. Um, So I watched a little bit of it. I saw the leg hanging out, and I stopped the video, and that was the end of it. Oh, you saw the leg hanging out of it? Yeah. Okay, so let me just explain. So April, the giraffe's female, obviously. The baby's hanging out of her. You see, it's like two feet, and yeah. it was hilarious because the father was—he was like pacing back and forth. It looked like a waiting room, but it was like the cage. Yeah. It was like the cage next to her cage. It was just hilarious seeing him. I think what was his name? I knew his name yesterday. Now I forgot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oliver. I was, his, watching, it, I was watching it. I was watching it like with the volume really low. Like, well, there's no volume on mine. I could be watching giraffe videos, giraffe birth videos. <laughs> Well, so his name's Oliver. He's pacing back and forth like an expecting father. And then... Yeah, that's funny. So, so like you said, the legs are hanging out. I, I was watching the live stream because I guess they've had a live stream on this thing for like a month. Yeah, that's what they said. Because giraffes, I guess, it takes them between 12 and like 15 or 16 months to have a, a, a baby giraffe. You mean that's how long the pregnancy is? Or yeah. That, that's how long the labor is? That, that's, that's how long the pregnancy is. So, <laughs> that would be horrible, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be good. That'd be the most painful pregnancy ever. So, okay, so the legs are hanging out. So I'm watching it for like 40 minutes. Then you start seeing the head coming out. And then it, it almost looks like, do you ever like have, um, God, how do I explain it? It's, it's like if you have spit coming down your mouth and then you like suck it back up. Well... I, I don't know. I feel like something only you do as an adult. Like I, as a kid, probably. But I mean, a lot of times it's almost wake up to have a little bit of saliva on, you know, below your lip. You just I don't suck it back up. I just wipe it off. I, I you wipe it off. But when you were a little kid, remember you'd have like that line of spit that you go. Sure. sure. Okay. So so it kept going out a little bit. Then it would get sucked back in, out in, out in, and then out of nowhere. The whole thing drops out. Now, a baby giraffe enters this world in a shitty way. It it drops 10 feet, slams on the ground. <laughs> While it's dropping, April the giraffe is also defecating. So these there's these huge balls of poop dropping while the baby... Now the baby goes, boom, slams to the ground, okay? Yeah. <laughs> then immediately... Can we stop saying how amazing it is, though, how like an animal could give birth when they don't have classes, they don't have... Oh, yeah. You know, guidebooks. Like all of a sudden, they're like, "What is happening to me?" Like, I don't think they have any really have any idea what's happening. There's an animal instinct to like do in a certain way, but do they? Do you think they know at some point that they have a baby inside of them or no? I don't know, but the the minute the baby came out, she knew exactly what to do. She was licking it and all kinds of stuff, like cleaning it. Yeah. So so anyway, okay. So 
So it drops 10 feet, slams to the ground. The baby giraffe comes out weighing like over 100 pounds. It's like five foot nine. Like, isn't that crazy that it's that big? Is it really that big? The next day, they're like, uh, the baby's looking good. Five foot nine, 123 wow. pounds. So I don't know how, many, how much weight it gained in that first day. Yeah, but the next day, crazy. it was five nine, 123 pounds. So after. Well, I, saw, I saw the picture, like the after picture. Um, and yeah, it is. Baby giraffes are very big. They're not like. They're not like baby monkeys where you can like hold them in the palm of your hand or anything. So you could imagine pushing that thing out. I mean, I know a giraffe is big. It's all relative, but the pain pushing out the baby giraffe. But anyway, so the baby drops 10 feet, slams into the ground. Then, like a kitty pool size amount of liquid, whoosh, like splash, like comes right out all over the baby. And it looked like, um, remember in Ghostbusters, the ooze? Yeah, the ooze. That's the what it looked like. It looked like a baby pool full of ooze. And then it was hanging there, and then April was, like, cleaning it off herself, which was disgusting. And then, uh, yeah, then then she's licking the baby. And then, like, about seven minutes later, the baby stands up and starts to walk. <laughs> like, isn't that crazy? That is. Like, how how does it, first of all, like you said, how the draft yeah. has. It is even, amazing when you watch, like, animal behavior. Like, how do, how do they know? Like, how does the baby, I mean, you've really been on this earth for a minute. How do you know to even like, you know, raise your body and start moving your legs? It's like, how do you learn that? Yeah, like, how do you know how to push it out and everything else? Yeah, pretty incredible. Like, how do you not just eat it? Like, yeah, if you just, well, I mean, honestly, that's, that's honestly a good question. Like, I mean, how do they know? Or kill it, whatever. I mean, and then she knows to lick it, raise, like, it stands yeah. up like two minutes later. How does the baby giraffe? get dropped 10 feet, and then know how to stand up that quick. Right. Like, no one has to teach him. He literally just stands up. That's a really a great welcome to Planet Earth. Like, you just fall in 10 feet. <laughs> or more. Yeah. You, you drop at least 10 feet, slam into the ground, you get covered in this disgusting liquid, and then you have to stand up in 10 minutes. Or they'll probably euthanize Crazy. you or something. Get up! Get up, you son of a bitch! <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was very interesting. It reminded me of um when she was like pushing the baby out. If she would have had an iPhone in her hand, that would have reminded me of myself every morning. Like just sitting because... there just sitting there for like forty minutes in pain. Oh, like... I see, yeah. Do you sit on a toilet where the uh water is ten feet below where your ass is? Yeah. And <laughs> Do you, like, I could picture April the giraffe deleting numbers. <laughs> like Vinny the vulture, some asshole, but she has his number. She's like, oh, I don't need his number. Like, um, that tiger she met one time who just wanted to eat her. <laughs> Did you see the uh, Riot Fest lineup? Yeah, I was very impressed with something about the planning. I, uh, I did a little more research, and it's actually, uh, it's weird. Like, I feel like Riot Fest. Year after year now tends to have a better uh, a better lineup for people our age than Lollapalooza. Oh, definitely. Uh, Nine Inch Nails are headlining it. Lollapalooza always has a couple of like great headliners, but they they, they bottom load Lollapalooza with a lot of garbage. And Riot Fest, I feel like band for band is always a much better much better lineup. I guess it's good to have younger bands on Lollapalooza because at this point it's going to sell out anyway. 
So to expose those kind of bands to a big crowd like that, which they normally wouldn't get to have? You know, it's, look, you look at a lot of lineups. I've done this. You look at lineups like three years past, five years past, ten years past. You still have never heard of 90% of the bands that are on that lineup. Like, most of those bands are not making it. They're not getting a lot of hot bands. I mean, there's, there's always a few, but for the most part, they're really fine bottom feeder bands. They spend all the money on the, on the top bands. You know, bring in some decent middling bands, and then, like, they have a lot of garbage. A lot of guys who are probably playing in, like, anyone's basement. Like, out of all the major festivals, Lollapalooza, I think, is one of the worst ones. Like, Coachella's always better. Yeah. Um, what are the other big ones? Coachella, there's um, Bonnaroo. There's a big one in New York now. There's the, um, there's a, what is the Austin one? Um even like the, the ones Austin overseas. One, the Lollapalooza overseas like, is better than ours. What's that? Like they have a Lollapalooza, I think, in Europe or somewhere overseas. Yeah. I can't remember if it was Europe. Maybe yeah, it was Brazil. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, five, six years ago, Lollapalooza was the standard for festivals, but I, def- I definitely think they've fallen off. Did you see? Uh, I, um, I went last year, but I just went for um, Radiohead, and, I, and that was it. I didn't sit with the 12-year-olds all day in the hot sun. I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers last year. They were pretty good. Yeah. I was yeah, in that. Uh, I saw the videos of that. That looked really fun. But, um, but yeah, I mean, for me, it's like if I, see a band I want, if I see a band I want to see, like one of the headliners, it's worth going for that band because for the most part, this is the problem with festivals is they monopolize a lot of the big bands. So if you live in a festival city, that band is probably not going to do an individual show if they're doing a summer tour. So, like, Radiohead are my favorite band. I had to go to all the blues to see them because clearly they probably got paid a lot more for that show than if they did their own show somewhere else. So I had no choice but to go to see them there. Did I take you in that back area last year? Uh, I've definitely been back there with you before. I don't think we did it last year, though. Did How? you go with me last year? You know what? I think I, I didn't. Last year I gave you my wristband, and we yeah, had to, I had to tape it back right. on. That's what happened. Yeah, so last year, oh, answer, yeah. that's right, and then you put the wristband on too tight. Yeah, I had to cut it off. How bad did you feel when you ruined my wristband? Because you, it, it, terrible. Because it, it was cut. It's, okay, so let, 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 let me explain real quick. Okay, so I I got a three yeah, day wristband. Happened? Remind me what, what happened. I remember it being cut, but how did that? I I got. That's what happened. No, here I'll, I'll tell you exactly. I, what, I, I I know the exact story. So I got a three day wristband. Only one. You want to see Radiohead on, I believe it was Friday, right? Uh, I forgot the day. It could have been Friday, though, right? Because you had it on. It must have no, 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 no. I didn't have it on. You were the first to put it on. That's why, okay. you, that's why you fucked it up. So you put it on, and and I'm like, make sure to leave it loose so that yeah. you could take it off and I could put it on Saturday. Because I wanted to go Saturday or whatever day Red Chili Peppers were playing. And then you you picked me up to drop me off, and you're like, okay, and, and you're still wearing the wristband. I'm like, all right, Sam, can I have the wristband? And it was like a big struggle for you to get it off. Yeah, that's right. And, and my hands are bigger than yours and my arm yeah. and everything. So, like, I couldn't get it on. Like, my my, my hand was turning purple. Yeah, I remember so, that. You were really mad. So your wife bought scissors and, like, two-sided tape. And, and she did, co- and did a fantastic job of stopping She did, but but... The, the way, uh, what were you going to do if I couldn't get in? I would have probably had to buy you a ticket. <laughs> but you felt bad, but you were still like, 
But, uh, but... No, I, when I saw the, the, the tape job, I knew you were going to get in. I was pretty confident because it was pretty good. It was, it, you know, and obviously, those, those ticket people are not paying attention. Well, you said there's a hundred thousand people coming in every day. They're not sitting there inspecting every wristband. Well, you said they tightened your wristband. That's what happened. Yeah, they tightened it because I had it super loose, and they were tightening wristbands. So, like I said, that kind of goes against what I said about them not paying attention. But yeah, exactly. Still not. Do it. But I mean, I had it really loose. I remember it was like it. It was so loose that it could just literally like slide right off, right off. <laughs> <laughs> like it could fit. It could fit. It, it, was, could, it could fit on your yeah, on your was, on your thigh. Let's go back to the the VIP area because I know I've taken you back there before. It is the lamest area ever. It's terrible. Sure, they okay. They have free beers back there. Okay, and, and, and it's not like it's just like everyone knows. It's not like you're hanging with the band. There's not no bands back there. It's yeah. on a little slab of concrete surrounded by mud. There's like three chairs. And there's like five hundred people. No VIPs back there. No, it's just like losers. Because so, VIP means very important person, and there were no VIPs that I. Yeah, if you're not hanging out with Flea, then you're not important. Like if you're yeah, wherever exactly. Flea, I want I want to be where Flea is at, not where like some guy who has fleas flying around his head is. If you're just like JoJo, the idiot intern boy from like <laughs> a college radio station, you're not really a VIP. If you're Mike the Enforcer from Albany Rock Radio, yeah. That's where you get. That's where you go. So, anyways, I know exactly. a fake VIP guy. You know what I'm talking about. I won't say his name, but he he's always with his VIP wristband. So he does that same thing with tape. Like, how pathetic is it? He's like he'll bring in these girls and stuff, and he he gives he like tapes the wristband. Then he immediately takes the wristband back, and you have to stand back there with no wristband on. But I I actually I actually had my own wristband for that backstage. I I gave it to you, but I'm I, now thinking about it. I don't think you, I don't think you went back there. But your wristband also would have got you in that backstage area. Yeah, I wanted nothing to do with those people. I, I made it. I made it a point. I think. I, I think the wristband was a VIP wristband. It was. But let me let me let me say this. I decided not to go back there. It's so pathetic. I know people like to just drink free beer, but if you're at Lollapalooza, and you, why don't you just watch the bands? You want to sit back there with a bunch right. of losers and, and sit on a wooden bench and talk to a bunch of losers and have a free like? Why why can't you just drink at your house? You could, you could do that exactly. You could do that anywhere. You could do that every day. Every day at work. Like, well, why do you have to do it at Lollapalooza? Like, I'll buy you a case of beer. I'll buy someone a whole case of beer, and, and like, it'll cost. I me think. Time. I think. You know what it is? I think some people just like the idea of being somewhere that they feel is exclusive. Like, as lame as it is, as shitty as it is back there, and it is shitty. I mean, it's honestly much shittier out there than it is back there than it is on the field watching the game. People like the idea of, well, hey, I have VIP. And I'm the, going to the back by VIP, so if you can't get back there, tough shit. They like the idea of being somewhere where everyone else can't be. They feel like they're at least one level above all the peons who are <laughs> sitting on in the mud. Know, in Brand Park with just a standard ticket. And they'll actually sit back there and not even watch the bands they came to see just to flex that privilege. And they want to keep telling everyone, too. They're v- oh, VIP, right. VIP. No, no, I got the, no, VIP, I'm in the back. Oh yeah, I'll probably be, yeah. Flea's gonna come back there probably. <laughs> yeah, probably the guys. I heard Navarro's here too to holler at Flea, and Jane's is playing also. So I don't know. I might see. J- I, I, do a, I think Jane's is doing a special show in VIP. They're not even playing a local loser. I hate anything because playing for us fifty douchebags. Then afterwards, my radio station 
well, not mine, but our, not the loop, but the other station, um, WKQX, they did this after party where Perry Farrell was the DJ and it was on the roof of the merchandise mart. So we, I went in there. Perry Farrell was all drunk. They were like walking him out. Like the, the whole, like he was, he was literally falling down when I walked in. Right. I mean, he, he could care less. I mean, he's Perry Farrell. And he, you know, he just promoted like the biggest concert uh, in in Chicago for that summer. And he does every summer. He give two shits about a after show. Exactly. And the other two celebrities that were there were Danny Masterson from Days and or my, that '70s show, and Ugh. the guy who played um, Punch in the new Chips movie, Michael something. You why, know, why even have celebrities? That, that, <laughs> that, that's what you have to. That's what you have to get. <laughs> But everyone, like those three guys who are like, I don't know, C celebrities, everyone was just like surrounding him. Celebrity, I mean, especially in music, but it's like he doesn't care to be there. Yeah, like Perry Farrell literally just went there, probably drank a bottle of wine, and then left. Yeah. But but what my point is that. Did he even DJ or did he just stand by the DJ booth and like hit a button for five minutes and leave? No, Danny Masterson was DJing and Perry Farrell was supposed to DJ. He literally walked up there while drinking a bottle of wine. Yeah! And he's all fucked up, and then they like they had two guys like take him off the DJ booth because he was about to fall. God, and that was. But but here's my point: I don't care for anything VIP. Like I don't care to be there with any of them. Like I don't want like like bass. Remember when bass used to be like, "Yeah, I'm partying with Rodman tonight." Oh yeah, bass loves VIP. And then the guy who brought bass with made bass buy a round of shots for Rodman and all the people. Like. You're with Rodman and other millionaires, and you're buying the shots. Bass, who at the time was making no money. I feel like Bass has been in those situations multiple times where he's, he's had to buy drinks for <laughs> How does that happen? Because whatever guy <laughs> brings him. dinner for celebrities. They're buying the drinks. Bass is doing making dollars an hour as an intern. These multimillionaires coming in. Bass is like putting the bill for like their bottles of Cristal and ridiculous like base calls me, dude. They gave me a nine dollar bill. I don't know what to do. God. I think there was some hanger on that connected base with, like, in other words, the hanger on was hanging out with Rodman, and base was going with the hanger on. So the hanger on's okay. like, hey man, it would be cool if you bought some drinks because the hanger on wants free drinks too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey man, and then the hanger on probably takes credit the for the drinks. Anyway. Just, all the hanger on is. Exactly. Hey, baby. Who's this, baby? You got me a drink? Base, you got a drink? Hey, 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 worm. Hey, baby. You got me a drink, baby? You got me a baby? Where's my drink, baby? Oh. You buying, right, baby? You buying, right? That's my Rodman impersonation. What's up, baby? You got the drink, baby? <laughs> Patron, right, Dennis? Nah, baby. Don Julio. Don Julio. <laughs> Give me the Don Julio. Oh, But yeah, the whole VIP thing to me is just I I, I don't care for it. Like the, the people no. VIPs don't want to be around you. Like they no. want nothing to do with you unless you're friends with them. Right. Like let's say you let's say you become some kind of big known person, right? And I'm actually hanging out with you. That's different because I'm your brother or whatever. Well, like, your friend, if you're with a friend. Like, it's one of those things where like the VIP area is just your average schmo or not real VIP. 
I mean, if there's a celebrity there, they've been brought there to entice people to show up there, and they're not happy to be there. They're there because they're getting paid. Exactly. So usually if you're in VIP at a club, if there is a celebrity there, they were brought there to try to entice you to spend more money. The club paid them to help get all of you idiots to pay more money to the club. And they don't care about meeting you. They just want to get the fuck out of and that's the problem with radio DJs because they'll they'll go out to anything like that to be like, yeah, man, I got to hang out with the, the lead singer of Sum 41. What's that guy's name? No, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I would know it if I heard it. I haven't thought about him in a long time. So <laughs> Yeah, the Der- is it Derek? Yeah, Derek. It is Derek. Yeah, Derek from Sum 41, man. He said, he said come yeah, on out. Cool. Yeah, Derek, well, he wants to hang out again. <laughs> Derek Wibley. The next time he's in Chicago, he's going to find me. Der- it's Derek Wibley. So the best case scenario is that you go to the Metro. Sure, Derek. And, and all those guys, do you ever notice they're always completely shocked when the backstage passes are actually there for them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? shit. Cool, cool. How many? Uh, you had four, right? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Wait, wait. Passes too, right? Passes and tickets, right? Yes. Cool. They can't believe it. And then so so now the guy, the the, the douchebag with he'll bring his three friends. He's like on top of the world. Yeah, we're VIP now, man. And then he goes upstairs, and then Derek, probably because he interviewed him for 40 minutes at the radio station, of course he's gonna remember him, right? Hey, you're the ch- uh Chaxwell, right? Chaxwell? Hey man, it's Chaxwell. I just want to say Derek, great show. Oh hey man, great thanks for coming out. That's the best case scenario. Right. Is that Derek? Is that their? Is that their Exactly, and maybe they'll have a drink with you. I mean, that's like over. That that, that never happens. That, but the, that that's really that's the rare scenario where they maybe they, they were going to drink anyways. You're there. Yeah, and you're and buying like, them the drink. It. I'll make I'll make this guy's life. And, and and it's always like this, Look, dude, man. I gotta buy Derek. I gotta buy you one drink. Okay, yep. fine. And then they, they take the like they'll take one sip of the drink. And then they walk away from Chaxwell. Yep. Uh, that was cool, right, guys? And then the rest of the day, they're like, dude, Chaxwell runs shit. Chaxwell runs Chicago. And then, and then the story, like, grows. You know, the legend of when he met Derek from some 41. It starts out where, yeah. I mean, what happened was, you know, the guy reluctantly had a drink with Chaxwell. <laughs> a, a month later, the story is that he... Partying. ...his wedding, and they're talking every night, and... He might be the come to do base for some forty one. I mean, that's how that's how these stories go. But they always say, "Oh, that remember that night we were partying with Derek." Yeah, remember that night that Derek just didn't want to leave us. <laughs> remember that night when Derek was buying us all drinks. So if he met me earlier in life, we'd be best friends. Yeah, I was partying with Derek from some. It was the greatest night of his life. And they they, they always condense the name. Yeah, and but then they they try to sound like they're too cool. Like, yeah, I was with Derek from some. And uh, <laughs> we were partying, and you know, uh, you know Derek, right? D- Derek, you know from some for oh some forty one, yeah, cool. So yeah, I'm so I'm partying with Derek from some, <laughs> and uh, you know it was cool, man. Yeah, I don't really want to oh, get into it. Just like a party with I was partying with Derek, and you have to ask Derek. Oh, they oh, always say that. Derek? You don't know Derek? No, I don't. No asshole. Yeah, from some. Who's some? Some. Some forty one. Oh, okay. Who's Derek? Is he the, was he the singer? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's the singer and my best friend. 
so I'm partying with Derek and he's like, we're totally getting all fucked up and having shots and drinks and everything. And it's totally cool. And he's totally happy to see me and everything. And, uh, and then he brought up the interview. He's like, dude, no one's ever asked me about my Iron Maiden poster that I had in my room. And he's like, Chaxwell, man, you're the one guy that asked me about it. So, you know, Derek and I are cool now. Did he give you his number? No, nah, no, no, I don't. I, 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 I don't do that, man. He tried. He tried. <laughs> you know how many times he tried to give him his number or get his? Oh, let me go ahead and give you my number. Uh, like always, and, and those guys always try to offer the celebrity. Like if they smoke weed or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I got a great weed guy. If you want me to give you my number, uh, or whatever. Like, oh, you like records? Uh, yeah, there's a great record. So let me go ahead and give you my number. Do you want to give right. me yours or? And, they, and, and, and and like like any celebrity needs like some jobbers lead connection. Like clearly they have a better connection. I could guarantee it for everything. Oh yeah, for anything anything you can think of, they have a better connection. Doesn't matter what it is. Although but I must say, giving them your record connection. I must say the late the late rock star. He doesn't need your record connection. I must say the late Charlie Murphy when I lived in Richmond. Uh, you know that guy. Remember Busher. Yeah, he I got he got that. he got Charlie Murphy a weed connection, and that ever since then, him and Charlie Murphy were best for like for real. Like he'd called Charlie really? Murphy all the time. Yo, what's up, man? You know I'm coming to town, man. I've been eating five dime bags, man, to get started. Wow. So I, I think I think when it comes to drugs, that's really yeah. that, that, Here's well, a tip. Okay. You know, so that's a, you don't know, have so much different because think about where you're at. The fact that celebrities aren't hanging out around places like Richmond, Virginia, a lot. Exactly. You know, it's different when you're, you know, in Chicago or L.A. or New York. So that's a tip. That's a good tip. You know, you just happen to meet the guy who has the best drug connection. Yeah, maybe we'll befriend him just (laughs) get to those drugs. But if you're you're like a loser and you want to get close to celebrities, have a good drug connection. Sure. And I remember, remember we talked about this before. I said, like, if you're a single guy... You should always have drugs on you, because if you're, yeah. if you're just looking for just random like whores, that's all they want to do is do drugs. But you know, just like you just want to have recreational drugs. You're not trying to do anything to them. You just want to have no, drugs no, 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 for, no, 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 not you know, like liquid. Want, I'm not talking about liquid G. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about like weed, cocaine, and Molly, <laughs> Vicodin. Uh, what's the one that keeps you up? Um, it begins with an A. Uh, shit keeps you up. Um, uh, the the one the one people do to like study. Uh, shit. Oh, uh, oh, you talking about Ritalin? No. Well, Ritalin's one of them. There's another. There's another version of God, it. Uh, everyone right now listening is like moron. Uh, well, uh, we don't do it. Shit. Sorry, Hang if you on. do it, we're sorry. Uh, I got to look this up because Adderall. I Adderall. That's that's exactly it. Ritalin is like Adderall, just FYI. Future reference, kind of the same same effect. Yeah, man, I got a good Ritalin connection. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ritalin just sounds like people always associate a Ritalin, Ritalin with like, like um, kids, fidgety ten-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> so Adderall is much cooler and sexy. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, Derek, <laughs> man, I got a good Ritalin connection. <laughs> you know, you know the whole interview too. Like, if Derek from Some Forty One actually uh, cared, that's all he kept saying was, "Yeah, man, so you're going to bring the Ritalin, right? You, you sure you got the Ritalin connection?" Yeah, I'll get you backstage, man. But you got the you got the Ritalin connection, right? You can bring in some Ritalin, thirty pills. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll be sure to say. Dude, anyway. don't bring too much, man, because th- then you're then you're a dealer, man. But bring me thirty pills, okay? 
Yeah, man. Dude, what, dude, man, I'll bring you six. Every question Derek has is a bad riddle. Because the guest will hush your daughter, man. Uh, she's fine, uh, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's all he wants all the time. Like, yeah. checks yeah, while. I'll be there, man, but anyway. Checks well, yeah, man, I got the Riddler. So, man, that was a killer set. Yeah, man, uh, so you got the Riddler. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me, let me see, let me here, here, here's the three hundred dollars. Um, no, 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 man, we'll do it in the back, man. But, dude, man, when you guys played, uh, what's their big song again? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Fat Lip, right? Yeah, yeah. Or no, In Too Deep, still waiting. Yeah, yeah, man, when you played I'm in too deep, man, I was like, I'm in too deep, and I'm trying. It was cool, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool, man. Uh, so <laughs> you do got the Riddler, right? <laughs> and then Shexwell cuts out, like, because he doesn't have the Riddler. He couldn't get it. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, Shexwell doesn't really even have, like, a good Riddler guy. No, like, he, doesn't even, he doesn't even know what Riddler is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, my Riddler connection—he got killed on the way over. <laughs> and, and that's when Derek from Sum Forty One just completely goes off on him. The small talk ends in that moment. Get the fuck out of here, Chexwell! You piece of shit. <laughs> no one wanted you anyway. We just wanted you for your fucking drugs, you piece of shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, cool. That's on uncool. <laughs> oh, cool, uncool. You know Derek from Sub Forty One has one checks well type guy in every scene, like a local DJ he became yeah. friends with just to get yeah. riddle in. Yeah. Yeah, cool, man. Uh and the reward is that guy gets to hang around him while he's like thrown out of his mind. <laughs> you get me home, right? You make sure you get me back to the hotel, right? <laughs> like chauffeuring him. Yeah. Yeah, can I can you pick me up? <laughs> <laughs> can you buy me a plane ticket? I missed my flight. <laughs> Yeah, then that, that, that it becomes where where he just gives him the riddling on him. Yeah, yeah. man, yo, dude, man, this is it would be an honor for me to give you this riddling. <laughs> Alright, cool, man, cool, man. Well, thanks for coming out, man. <laughs> and you know, like you know, like Derek's manager is one who's keeping all these names. Like Derek has no idea who who's our fucking like, idiot. Hey, Chad, well, this is Derek's manager, man. He's coming into town. Just want to make sure that you got that riddling guy on call. Yeah, make sure who who's the guy who's the guy in Louisville. Oh, uh, that's uh douchebag named Chaxwell. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a guy who keeps fucking texting me all the time. I got it. Let me unblock him. <laughs> it just says it says Riddlin and then it says do not answer Louisville. Riddlin <laughs> <laughs> Louisville. Well he, he stores it in his phone so that he just types in Albuquerque or, or whatever Louisville yeah. and then it'll come up Riddlin do not answer. <laughs> Riddling. <laughs> you got you got my pills. Hey, what's up, Chexel? You got my pills. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, you know, I came through, man. <laughs> yeah, so, dude, I'm gonna need five passes, though. Nah, just you and a friend. Just you and a plus one, okay? You know, as a matter of fact, just can you can you come down here now? Can you drop off the Riddling and then come back later for the show? Nike, nike, dude, man. I can't get the riddle until but seven. <laughs> Fuck! Piece of shit! Alright, man. Just come down at seven then, man. Bring bring, bring me 40 pills, though, okay? Is riddle, Riddling is in pill form, right? As far as I know, I mean, or do you I, shoot I'm it up? Sure. No, he probably snorts it. He probably snorts it. Yeah. I don't think they give a 10-year-old 
Beatles. Dude, make you crush it up into powder, oh, too? I'm, I'm sure a rock star would snort it. They would probably crush it and snort it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Just because that'll kill you. Oh, man! Some good shit, Jaxwell. <laughs> that is some riddling. <laughs> Only the best, bro. Only the best for my bud. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. So, <laughs> the reason why I brought up Riot Fest, and we've been talking about Sub Forty One now for twenty minutes. Um, you saw so Wu, you saw Wu Tang is there, right? Of course. You you remember my, a couple years ago? You remember my story when I saw Wu Tang, right? They they literally okay. So and uh, they came out an hour late. They literally pulled up in the tour bus, and the reason why I knew that is because the way the backstage was set up, you could see the tour like you could see through the back of the stage like the outside you literally saw the tour bus pull up they all walked off the tour bus onto the stage they all the whole they stunk like weed really bad they pl- isn't that a true rock star entrance isn't that how it really should always be yeah, that, that, that's a, you know chuck berry the late chuck berry he would roll into town with a gun he'd have he'd have, he'd come with his guitar and a gun you know that right I've heard I've, I've heard about him always having a gun on him. He'd have a gun in his guitar, right? He would say, "Where's my twenty thousand dollars?" Whatever they had to pay him, they'd have to pay him in cash. And then a, he'd, there'd be a band there, and they had to know the set list. That's incredible. And then he'd walk in, they'd hand him the money, and then he would immediately walk off stage and get in his car and drive away. That's amazing. With a bag of cash. But uh, but but okay, so so. When I saw Wu Tang, it was still a few years after ODB died. But they took an, an it looked like a dirty old dirty bastard T shirt and hung it on two strings and raised it up in the air, and that was like their tribute to him. An old T shirt. <laughs> Y'all much respect. You everyone put up two fingers for ODB. That was, that was Rise right? No, no, I saw him at, at a small venue. Okay, okay. Put up two fingers for ODB for me. Everyone look up at that dirty t-shirt with the sun damage. Looks like it's been sitting out in the sun for a year. Put up two fingers for him. Much respect to ODB. Like, what kind of tribute is that? Like, don't, don't you feel like rappers are really more, they're more of your traditional rock star than rock bands are today. Oh, but yeah. That story, that's, to me, that's a cool story. Like, the bus pulls up. They don't give a fuck. They walk up the bus. They're high as hell, and they just walk right to the stage. Nothing corporate. I mean, that's like, that's like true, like hardcore rock star behavior. Like they just literally are fucked up. They they're late, and they get off the bus and just go. They probably don't know what's going on. They just go do their thing. They probably did it well. Yeah, like I mean, that's why no one knows. So many today's bands are so soft. Yeah, like Snow Patrol or something. Like you don't know all the band member names. Right. It's like they walk out there and it's like, oh, that's that's Lem from uh, for, that's Lem, right. that's, that's Derek. Like, if rappers know, like they know how to. Uh, I, I think these rappers studied eighties rockers. They know how to build compelling characters. Because if you look at like all the household names, I mean, I, you don't have to be a rapper which you know Kendrick Lamar is. You know who Joey Badass. You've heard all these names. Yeah, like I mean, Drake, whoever. It's even that big. Drake, Kanye. I mean, you know all these guys. Jay Z. You know them. You know how they look. You know how they sound. Bass. Yes. Wow, there just bass, just like clockwork. We were just talking about Wu Tang playing at Riot Fest. Wu Tang, Wu Tang. But Sam, now what? Before bass came on, what were you saying? We were, we were talking about um, like the band. Oh, yeah. I, I, I bet bass agrees with this point. I, I would assume. 
I, I said, I feel like we're talking about how today's rappers are, are the rock stars of today. Everyone knows who the rappers are. Nobody knows who the rock stars are. That's like, true. That's true. Even if you don't listen to rap music, you know all the big names. You know Kanye, you know Kendrick Lamar, you know Jay-Z. You know Drake, you know Nicki Minaj, you're right. Exactly. You know Rihanna, you know all these names. In rock, even if it's a band you might like and you've heard on the radio, you probably don't know anybody in the band. Like the and Cold you War. recognize them if they're staying right next to Like, if you were the only two people in a fast food restaurant, you wouldn't know you're next to the bass guitarist from... I would totally agree with you. Like the Cold War kids. A lot lot of people claim they love the Cold War kids. I guarantee if, like, the bass player from the Cold War kids was literally sitting at the table next to you at Starbucks, most of those people wouldn't know who he was. Whereas, back in the day, if, like, Nikki Six was sitting next to you, you, everyone would know who he is. Or Duff McKagan. Everyone would know who he is. Yeah. It was. A lot of bands that I like that I listen to, I mean, if you've seen pictures, they wouldn't recognize, like, the individual members if they showed up. I, I would have no idea. That reminds me of that time that Sludge and I were at Hooters the day I lost my job after doing a week-long food drive the day Chinese Democracy came out. And we were sitting at Hooters, and there was a band sitting there, and I said, God, that looks like Hinder. And we were laughing. Like, what douchebags? And then the waitress came up to us. She's like, do you guys know who Hinder is? And it was... It was... It was, it was Hinder. <laughs> let me guess. Let me guess. They had on like shirts with like V-necks with skulls on them. Exactly. They had, like, yep. Jeans. They had really bad tattoos, gold chains. Yeah. I'm delighted that they came to you guys for verification. Well, she saw that. We. She's like, who are the two rocker guys? Abe and Sludge. Did you guys go over and meet him? Or did you, go, you guys go over and emasculate yourself for him? No, because we had just lost our job, or I lost my job at least. Okay. Sludge was close to losing his, and you know we weren't in the mood to talk to Hinder. Like we were laughing, making fun of them. You guys didn't want to have to buy drugs for Hinder. Yeah. Hey man. <laughs> hey, do you guys need Ritalin? <laughs> that, that, that's yeah, the question. Like, oh, base, base. We were just making fun of you before you came on. Remember when you hung out with Dennis Rodman and you had to buy drinks? Yes, I do. What was that shit about? Like, why would why would you? And and that was back. I, I believe at the time you were either an intern or not making much money at all. Is that correct? No, I was out of a gig. Oh, you had no job. That's even it was worse. worse than we I had a job. <laughs> but luckily for me, I mean, I, it was really weird because they're like, it was like one of those things where they, I had to like. I wouldn't want to say fit in, but they wanted to know that I was like, you know, it would be a good gesture. It was, uh, it was told to me. It'd be a nice gesture if you bought shots. Uh, you know what's crazy? But, like, we weren't even making fun of it because Abe was telling the story like exactly how it went. That's what he said. If you were told it was a good gesture to buy, <laughs> yeah, it would be a nice gesture if you bought shots. And luckily for me, I was crazy because I didn't know how much we got. We that, like, uh, like a. A pretty expensive sushi spot that's down here that Dave likes to frequent every now and then. And I was like, oh my God, how much are you like? Well, first of all, Dennis does, he, he likes to drink kamikaze shots. And you're, you, yeah, you like, caught a break. I, you caught a break there. Kamikaze, at least he didn't say like, you know, Patron or something. Yeah, or like, give me a Johnny Walker Blue. Yeah. Exactly. Or something of that nature. But I, when I, 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 I bit my lip. I was like, all right, let me get, you know, six of these things. And the guy gave me the tab, and it said zero dollars. And I looked up, and he goes, "We're just happy you brought Dennis Rodman here." I'm like, "I didn't bring anybody here, but sure." Oh, nice! Wow. 
Oh, you got? I didn't even know. I didn't know that part of the story. I thought you actually paid. But base was base was about to pay. You were, no, no, I, I was believing. I was. I was holding my nuts, you know, about to take my wallet out. I was like, oh, Base had $47 in his pocket that he was supposed to give his brother for his half of the cable bill. And that's all the money he had. $47 in my pocket would have been generous. (laughs) You know, it would be a real nice gesture if you bought this millionaire some shots, asshole. Base, how did that night end? Like, I mean, did you end up... The night ended that because we, we went to this restaurant and he met up with uh, Joe Kimnoa for the first time. And the night ended with him going to the hottest chick in the entire bar, grabbing her by the hand, and then we all got into his uh, like bodyguard slash Chicago cops Mercedes, and we went to uh, the strip club VIPs, and it ended with the. The DJ going, Dennis Robin at the house, and they searched all the music to Pearl Jam, and then he came over and gave him stacks of dollar bills for him to make it rain in the club. He started making out with the chick, and then the bodyguard told me and <laughs> my buddy who's friends with Robin goes, you guys are on your rolling for a ride home tonight. And I was like, all right. Wow. Base, how about that story when you you went to hang out with Joakim Noah? And he was like laid out on, on like laying on the floor, and he said, "When you walked in, he's like, you early." No, he was laid out on the bench of like <laughs> of like an entire like section, and he was laid out. Clearly, he must have been on something. And he looked at me, he goes, "Yo, you early?" I'm like, "You didn't even ask. You didn't even You didn't even invite me." Base always base would hang out with basketball players, oh, that's and crazy. he would always get like one time he hit base goes, "Dude, Shaq's gonna be at Funky Buddha Lounge." So Base and I went to Funky Buddha Lounge, and we were there all night waiting for Shaq, who never showed up. So Base would always get into these schemes where, like, dude, Tim Hardaway and Rasheed Wallace are going to be at E2 tonight. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> but, like, Base, wasn't hey, it normal? Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. But I did pay off one good time, remember? Which one? Charles Barkley. Oh, that was awesome. But oh, yeah, oh, that was a that's the Pippins, right? Yeah, so we went to Pippins. Base, did you know about yeah. that going in, or did, did we get lucky? Yeah, that was me that knew about that. That was the payoff, man. Wait, did we walk in, though, when they were there, or did you know they were going to be there? I don't remember. No, because I was at the Bulls game that night, and I was actually talking to Charles and a couple other guys. He's like, yo, we going to Pippins tonight if y'all want to roll. And I went, hey, we're going to Pippins. We'd be over here. That's right. And then we walked in, and Charles Barkley was buying us drinks and everything. It was awesome. Yeah, that that was that that was worth all the other times we went to meet up with like Cliff Levingston and Dickie Simpkins. <laughs> dude, sometimes you gotta you gotta swing and miss a couple times before you hit that home run. Pal. Dude, Kevin Duckworth is gonna be at uh, in some <laughs> shitty neighborhood on the west side. We gotta go. But base usually though, wasn't it like you'd have some hanger on that you would get close to, and then he'd invite you out. And that's the way, it was. like with Noah, like how you didn't. Yeah, he's like, I didn't even know. Yeah, there, there, it was definitely, it was definitely that situation a couple times. Um, well, I want to mention a couple things before we wrap this up. Don't you guys think just like right now is a great time to be an African American Hulkamaniac? It's a great time to fly United. Uh, actually, I don't think it's a time to fly United because Rachel actually had a flight booked yesterday, and it's like I canceled. I don't think it's a good time to be a Hulkamaniac at any time right now. No, if you're a black guy, Hulk Hogan gives you special attention. Yeah, I, like, I, as, a wrestling fan, as a wrestling fan, I do agree with the former that it is a good time to be a black Hulkamaniac because Hulk will go out of his way 
to tweet you back, to invite you to Venice Beach, <laughs> to want to cut a promo with you live on. Want to cut a promo with you? The, wait, he did do that. Wait, hang on. Is, there, he, wait, is he even in wrestling anymore? No, he's just like hanging out at home, like waiting for that call. But that's me saying like it's a great time to be friends with like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the most obscure legend you can think about. It would never, ever, ever. It wouldn't even matter to me if Paul Kobe wanted to be my friend. Oh no, right see, basically, you, know, you don't see Kareem. All Kareem does, he, all he does is appear on episodes now. So <laughs> unless you're far left, you're not going to see Kareem anymore because he's just hanging out with Rachel Maddow. <laughs> I gotta find this video of Hulk Hogan. Just some, just some random black guy, and Hulk Hogan's completely like sucking the guy's ass. Hang on, let me see if I can find. It. How pathetic was that video, Sam? That was really bad. Hulk Hogan with the black Hulk. I felt so bad for the Hulkster. I felt bad for that guy too because that guy was clearly being used by Hogan because Hogan is trying to pay it back to the black community. Hey, black brother, I come forgot, here! I forgot all about that. I forgot all about that. Got busted for that. Yeah. Well, you know, once again, I'll say it. He was saying racist shit because he was with a trashy redneck chick and he was trying to get laid with. So he probably figured you know, that I mean, was... But, I mean, it, 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 you don't have to do that to get laid, but at the same time, I mean, he was great. I mean, that was... I don't know where this video is, unfortunately. But basically, basically he's like... You don't need a reference. Basically, he's like, this is rolling, rolling mania, brother. He's like, that's right, baby. That's right. Yeah, brother. You, you, you're, you Look at these guns. But like just kissing the guy's ass. Just some loser that was uh, just God. walking around. But yeah, Hulk Hogan. Turns, but United, you would think at this point, if you flew United, you'd get like VIP treatment. Nah, they're still terrible. But I guess, oh. They're still the worst. Base, do you remember that blind intern we used to have? Don't say his name. Yes. Do you remember the disgusting chick he had sex with that we worked with you know what i'm talking about okay the other day i was we'll, we'll wrap it up on this body parts could pop off at any moment exactly we'll wrap it up on this so i was just driving about that later i was just driving the other day and i don't know why it popped in my head when this guy pulled me aside he's like hey man she's hot right this was after like the day after he had sex with her like he hooked up with her he's like hey man she she looks real good, right? Right? I'm like, uh, I'm like, not, I'm like, like, not, not really. He's like, oh, really, man? And I swear to God, this is a real conversation. It, it's pretty much like that Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Remember when the blind guy had the, the girl who said she was a model to Larry David? Oh, yeah. I swear to God, and this happened before that episode, but I swear to God it happened exactly like this. He's like, hey, man, she, she's real hot, right? She she looks real good, right? And I'm like, no, man. She she does. He's like, oh man. He's like, really? Wait, 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 wait. This guy was blind, though. He was blind. You should have told him yes. Why not? You know he can't do that. Sam, he wanted a He's real blind. answer. It's not right. Like if the blind girl from Mask asked if what Rocky <laughs> Dennis looks like. No, but I mean, the most person of all time. Well, he asked me. He said, "Dude, she looks real good, right?" Because I think he wants that relationship. With yeah, I know Sam, but if someone asks you an honest question, you're not going to lie to him because he's blind. Well, I, I don't think he understood that Abel just tell like it is at any moment. Yeah. But he, but he's like, "Yeah, man, she's real cool, man." I'm like, "Yeah, she's okay." He's like, "Yeah, I got lucky." 
And I would have said, she's a 10. <laughs> I, I gave her five. Yeah, man, you, you, you lucked out. No, because the girl basically raped him. Like, she was way older than him, took advantage of him because he's blind. Like, no one else wanted anything to do with her. I want to say he said, oh, she told me that she looks real good. <laughs> like, can you imagine yeah, that? After that question. That's yeah, exactly how you look. That's exactly how he asked it to He's like, hey, man, she looks good, right? She looks real good, right? He should have learned that method that Ray Charles used to use where he would grab their wrists. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. That was, that, see, that was smart. <laughs> when there was a fat girl, Ray Charles' face would turn like, oh, uh, 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 I, I, I got I to gotta go. I'm gay. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, if you grab their wrists, you can tell if she's fat or not. Yeah. Yeah, he would always grab their wrists, and then when he saw that they, she had, like, thin wrists, he would smile. Yeah, come, yeah. Come, come on backstage after the show. Come, 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 we'll come party. That's hilarious. But anyways, I, I was just driving. I just couldn't. I was like crying, thinking about just him coming up to me. Like pull, he pulled me to the side. Hey man, she looks good, right? <laughs> just wow. one of those that surreal moments you'll never forget. But we'll wrap it up on that, fellas, and uh, we'll wrap it up on that. We'll we'll holla next week. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I just got out. We got to do nothing else. Oh, it's funny, base. Last week you disappeared. We had it was you and James Van Ozzel last week, and then towards yeah. the end he's like, "So you're not going to acknowledge that base just disappeared?" <laughs> <laughs> like Sam, Sam, you know when we do those podcasts and like base is gone and we don't even acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah, we just keep just keep going. Yeah, I had to explain that last week. I'm like, yeah, I I don't edit this podcast. I really don't. The only time I edit anything is when base goes, "Dude, uh, I just got to the crib, got to roll." <laughs> And now base all of a sudden has extra time. Yeah. Save it for next week. You know, you know, Sam, you know what this is Damn. like? Sam, remember in The Fugitive when uh, Harrison Ford goes to the jail and he brings the guy down who's missing an arm? He's like, you yeah. got me down here. Might as well talk about something. Might as well talk about something. You might as well talk about something. That's how base is acting right now. <laughs> you got me on the phone. Might as well talk about something. Dude, for once, I'm not in my car. I'm not hiding my phone from a cop sitting right next to me. I didn't pull into work where I'm like an hour late. And I'm on a good <laughs> landline. Let's roll. Base finally has time to talk. And unfortunately for you, Base, we're wrapping it up. Let's start it from the top. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you guys. Later. I'll talk to both of you guys probably tomorrow. But, I mean, we'll record a podcast next week. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'll call you later, Mofo. All right then, son. Later. Very good job. Thank you, Abe, for all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real and I believe in you.